What's going on, y'all? What's going on? Jay Sutton, I'm back with another episode of the Destroying Doubt podcast. Look, real quick, y'all, I got I got E in here with me, Eric Vandegriff. He's been on the show before. He doesn't have long with us. I have Chris Buckman. He's going to be in here for the whole show, and he's such a good yeah. guy. He's such a good guy, y'all. He, like, I wish y'all knew the short notices that I give this man, but look, we're going to get into that later. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wanted to touch bases with, with Eric real quick, and hopefully, uh, I'm pretty sure that my conversation with him will lead into the topic for the show. So, Eric, how are you doing, sir? I know I asked you that before, but how are you doing, sir, For the so everybody listening can know? All right. I'm doing what I said I was going to do in the past, working hard, trying to uh, improve every phase of my life, doing law school, working out, you know. Everything I said I was going to do in the past, trying to be successful, trying to make myself better. Absolutely. So for those of you that did not hear the first time that Eric was on the show, he actually left here where we reside in beautiful, sunny Florida and went to San Francisco, California to pursue his law degree, leaving behind his family. Um, So, you know, in pursuit of, you know, getting his law degree and doing other things, including being the president one day. So I wanted to ask you, Eric, why did you feel, why was it necessary for you to leave and go all the way to San Francisco and leave your family behind in order to uh, achieve your dreams? Well, it was the best, it was the best, uh, it was the only option for me, really. I'm from a religious background, and the way I feel is it's got to make the decision for me. Wherever I'm supposed to go, it doesn't matter whether I want to or whether, you know, it's the best place seemingly for me at the time. The right decision will, will be made for me. And when San Francisco, this opportunity here came up, it was obvious all the signs pointed this direction. I had other choices, uh, choices I could have stayed in Florida. But San Francisco seemed like the right idea. And, and now that I'm here and I'm going through it. I see once again, I was led in the right direction. I absolutely love my experience here. I know I'm in the right school and I know I'm in the right place uh, to succeed. And and tell us a little bit about those experiences, because we talked a a little bit earlier today. And, you know, Chris, Eric automatically inspired me today because I asked him how was everything going. He didn't sugarcoat it. He was like, yo, I got X, Y and Z going on, but I love it. Like X, Y, Z, X, Y and Z wasn't the most positive thing. But he said he loved it. So, Eric, can you explain that for the people, what what you were talking about, what we were talking about earlier? All right. The first thing I mentioned was law school. I said that it's about as hard as anybody says it is. But if it was any easier, then I wouldn't be satisfied with the experience. And I said, <laughs> you know, I'm in the city. This is my first time really being in a city. And I said, I've seen more needles than I'd like to see. I've seen oh, more man. homes people and and really i just saw my first rat last night so first rat in like 15 years so i, I called the master planner how do the country rats compare to the city rats let, let the listeners know how do, how do they compare uh, it's just a little rat i mean i was taking out my garbage and that's you know it said hey it checked me i checked it we both went our separate ways <laughs> oh man Okay. Hey, did uh did the did the rat have on the, the the ace bandages and the kimono and everything? 
No, I had uh, on FUBU. <laughs> oh, man, he on the FUBU kid. That's when you know it's a city rat. That's what's up. Oh, man. That's what's up. But, yeah, so you're in San Fran, new experience, new city. Matter, not only just a new city, you're not you're new to the city yourself. Uh, you know, homeless people, needles, rats, and law school is kicking your butt. But you you said that if it was easy, pretty much, you know, anybody would do it. But it's not easy, and so you're going through it. And how do all of those circumstances like make you feel as a whole? Like, how, or like, have you had any homesickness? Like, are you like really missing your family? Like, everything taken into account. How are you, like, taking everything in and processing it? All right. Honestly, being here has reaffirmed every single one of my goals. I've always had a a strong sense of helping people. And seeing these people here on the street day in and day out and not being anything, uh, not being able to do anything about it, being powerless, reaffirms my goals to succeed in law each and every single day. You know, people might do drugs, but I don't look down on them for that. I mean, when you're in the worst part of your life and nothing else seems to work for you, how could you possibly judge someone who's been that far to the bottom? How could you possibly say whether or not they're a good or a bad person because they're there? You know, so really, I've become more determined to succeed. I've my goal has been reaffirmed again, time and time again. And I really want to put myself in the best position so that I can not only take care of myself and take care of my own family, but really give Americans what they deserve. And that's a true, honest chance at living here. I love it. And, and how long is law school for, for us dumb folk? Uh, well, it's three years. Three years? Three hard years, huh? Well, the first year is very, very hard, and the second two years is easier because you'll get used to working hard. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, did, did you catch that, Chris? I didn't catch it at first, but I, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I caught that. I like that. I like that. I could definitely see that. It's almost like uh, going from college to the pros, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's no joke. Well, I'll, I'll explain it in my perspective. Maybe it's different for other people depending on how much work they put in it. But I compare law school to undergraduate as in uh, going to kindergarten versus undergraduate. And the oh. way I make sense of it is, is in kindergarten, you know, everything's brand new to you. You're learning how to color. You know, that's really all you have to worry about. You get to go to recess. You get to have fun and eventually – you know, you'll work your way up and things will start to get more serious. And then you graduate from high school and eventually you get to go to college. And college is where you get to test everything. Well, getting undergrad was kind of like learning how to color. And now all of a sudden, nobody's coloring anymore. You have to learn. It's really, really mm. difficult. Dang, man, you broke that down beautifully. Mm. Like, I, I, when you were talking, I felt my IQ drop like a few more levels than it was, <laughs> what it already was. <laughs> Or maybe that's maybe it up, rose. Uh, say what, Chris? No, I was gonna say that's what's up though. It it, it definitely definitely hit hits home. But I think that that's that's important for uh, for the listeners to understand that perspective too. Well, one thing that you got to remember is is that being a lawyer is a JD. It's a professional doctorate degree. 
So it, it better be pretty difficult as a doctorate. Yeah. yeah. Just, that's the same as you get your medical doctors. A medical doctor is an MD. A lawyer is a uh, jurist doctor. They're, they're around the same type of thing. I want to pick up on something that you said a little earlier when you said that the decision was pretty much made for you because San Francisco pretty much granted you the best opportunity to pursue what it is that you're trying to pursue. So with that, and you said you thought about staying in Florida or whatever. So are you saying that pretty much you could have been more comfortable in other situations? Um, You could have, you know, took a roundabout way, but it was like, okay, this is, what I want, you know, I want to do this here, but this is what I need to do. And not only do I need to do it here, but it's just the best opportunity for me. Instead of, you know, going the route that would be more comfortable, whatever, and this, that, and the third, I'm going to take the route that is the best route, although it may not be, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking, the most comfortable route, I guess. All right, then I'll explain it to you. One of the schools that gave me an offer was literally 15 minutes away from my in-laws, my wife's parents. That sounds yeah, comfy. I could, have been with, I could have been with my wife right now. We could have been close to her family right then. It wouldn't have cost me much more. I made this mm. decision because it was the right decision. My wife and my family now have to live without me. And they're working and they're getting better for it. It's an opportunity. And I'm here, and I'm working for it, and I'm getting better. It's an opportunity. Yeah, I would have been a bad husband either way had I gone down to Tampa. That's where they live. If I would have gone down there and I would have been with my family, I wouldn't have been able to pour as much of myself into this goal as I am, and they wouldn't have gotten me nearly as much as they should have had I been around. So this was the harder decision, most definitely, but... My whole family is better off for it. I'm able to provide for them better. I'm just out. You know, I can call and I can give everybody the attention they need from afar. And I'll visit. But where I am right now, I'm the best man I can be and I'm the best husband I can be. It was easy. I know you may be thinking, why Jay keep asking me these questions? It's, it's to a bigger theory, uh, to a bigger conversation. And it's about, you know, something me and Chris going to talk about. You could chime in now. I know you don't have much time, but it's just me uh, making my own decision and how I've been just stressing out about it. Um, and so one thing I always talk about on this show is to talk with other people that are doing the things that, you know, you're striving to do or you're thinking about doing or whatever. And so with you taking this huge leap and going across the country, that's why I'm asking questions, not only for me and decisions I have to make, but for the listeners as well, not just like questioning your decision or whatever, because I definitely admire it to the utmost. And I think it's very courageous um, to do so. And I know that you'll benefit from it. Uh, But I got a lot of questions myself and man, I've been staying up late at night (laughs) about this thing, just trying to figure out my next move. If I could uh, ask you, do you have a geographic uh preference like say you get done with school and you know you start your career do you say okay i want to raise my family here or are you just more of an opportunist in the fact of either a um whichever location provides the best opportunity for me and my family or wherever god leads me you and your family you know life isn't so easy that i could just move anywhere and 
it just work out that opportunities will just be there. You know, if I have a plan and I'm going to help people, I need to make sure that I follow the path that's going to get me there. You know, if there's a sacrifice here, you know, you can either live more conveniently and you can live in comfort and you can stay there or you can move. That's it. There's no two ways about it anymore. We just don't live that old type of lifestyle that I think our grandparents lived where they could stay somewhere forever and, and move on in life. You know, for me, it, the, the choice is obvious. I have to move. I have to find the place that's going to give me that opportunity. My wife already knows, you know, expecting more than three years out of a location is asking a lot. You know, if, if the job opportunity shows up and it's here in San Francisco, by the way, it won't. This is one of the hardest markets to get a job as a lawyer because people don't leave. But if I got a good job offer here and this ended up being a good place, then I'll stay and, and it's easy. However, I have no loyalty to no area. My my loyalty is to this country and putting it on the path. I think it's the most ethical mm. towards people. Mm. I like that. That, so that was not, hard. It's, <laughs> so, so, so it's not just because the Burning Man is out there. <laughs> I just want to make sure. I just <laughs> I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't know much about it. So I'll tell you one thing that I I have found. I do like the people here. I mean, the people has given me a really, really good perspective on what people are like. In small towns, you know, we get a lot more time to just look at the same five people who are around us, you know. But yeah. when there's like a shitload of people around you, then all of a sudden you see what really does matter. And and I learn a lot from my environment. I, I look around and, you know, I pay attention to what's going on around me. And, and I'll tell you that I am pleasantly surprised at how people just live here in San Francisco. I didn't like cities yeah. before, but I think the people made it grow on well, me a little bit. It's expensive as hell. I'll tell you what, I never <laughs> thought I'd spend $24 on a hamburger. Some oh, Hold man. up, bro. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. You ain't just gonna skate past that one. $24 on a hamburger? And some fries, yes. Did the hamburger have cheese? Was was it really a cheeseburger that you call in a hamburger? Uh, yeah, it was a cheese. It was a double cheeseburger. Man, I don't care if it was a cheeseburger or not. $24. Where, where at? So I know not to go there whenever I'm in San Francisco. <laughs> Well, if you if that's gonna scare you, then just don't come because the pizza costs about that much too, like a slice. It, it's a lot. You said a slice it, of pizza? It, how much? You don't spend about fifteen bucks on a slice of pizza, depending on where you go. Man, what is I so think, special about San Francisco? It's expensive to sell out here. No, what's what's so special about it? I don't know. I mean, I guess there's a lot of tech startups here. Hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, uh, historically, this place is a is a very special place. If you want me to go historically, you know about the gold rush. You might not know about China, uh, Chinese um, when they came over uh, early on in its history. They settled here at San Francisco first, which is why San Francisco has a really historic Chinatown. And and if you go back even further in history, you'll find that the Chinese actually. Um, helped out America a lot on the West Coast for building its um, railroads. 
another thing that San Francisco is really, really famous for, of course, is, is the earthquakes. Uh, it's, it, it is a really, really big city. Got it's it. a really big city. Got it. So and I, people don't leave for some reason, which is why there's so many homeless people here, I, I believe. I got it. So you pay 15 bucks for pizza uh, for earthquakes. Got it. Makes sense. It adds up now. Got it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chris. Yeah. Did, did you have any questions? Um, I, I don't know if you knew all about Eric's situation, what he had going on. I know we just caught you up a little bit. Uh, do you have any questions for him before we let him go and do something uh, important with his life out in San Fran? Yeah, most definitely. I'm, I'm reflecting on the situation where you said where you ended up going there to San Francisco. What What is it about the city that that pulled you there? Like, is that program that you're in, like, one of the best programs? Or is it like, <laughs> you know, it has the right connections, the right network, or... I can tell you the story. So, I wasn't initially planning on going to law school. I took my OSAT. I had only studied for, like, a month in between classes. And that wasn't enough. I didn't score as high as I would have liked to. I wanted to go to one of the top schools in the country, and and that wasn't going to happen. So, I decided that law school wasn't going to happen. I was going to just, you know, try to find a job somewhere else and try to make my dream via other means. Well, one day, a school, um, Pitt Law, had sent me a letter uh, inviting me to go to their school. So they changed my mind and got me all excited about law school. So I had whipped up a uh, resume I had gave my background. I, I put in a lot of work to put in my application and I thought I was going to get in because yeah, invitation. Well, what I didn't know was is every law school does that and they do it for a reason. They do it because they get higher ranks for how many people they turn down, which is what it, which is what happened to me very, very promptly. Pittsburgh law had turned me down, uh, really, really fast. And I, I and I called it. it got transformed into a verb for me. I call it pit laws, which means that they didn't look at my application. They just said B9. I was a stat to them. Mm. So I'm, I'm disoriented. I'm mad. I'm upset. You know, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but there was this one school that had been trying to get to me for a while. And I'm not going to mm-hmm. sit here and say like they had a concerted effort. It's just that they had been sending me emails since the very beginning, but it was in San Francisco mm. and there was no way I wanted to go there. <laughs> mm. So, so I went ahead and I put, I wrote my essay for them and I told them, I know my score is low, but I'm better than what my score indicates. Ooh. Give, give me an opportunity. Just one. Mm. And, you know, and we could take the journey together and they'll see what I could do. Ooh. And and they actually got back to me very, very quickly. They got back to me a little bit faster than the other schools did. And I had about three uh, three other schools that did get back to me. No, four. One, one just did. But, um, but, yeah, they're the ones who, although they didn't really have any reason in the world to take my word for it and to trust in me, 
they did. And that really touched my heart. They didn't know that I only studied for, for that test for a month. I'm way better than what it indicated. My, my GPA was also decently high given the circumstances. So they'll see. They'll see me rank up pretty high in their system. And once I get down with that 4.0, hopefully, you know, I'll tell yeah. everybody how low my fucking uh, LSAT was. <laughs> It'll be funny. Just to, let you know, just to let you know, it was the same for the military. For the military, um, when I had joined that, um, I took my, what do we call that thing again? I got out and forgot everything. The little test. The ASVAB? Yeah, yeah, the ASVAB. See, I'm already purging my military experience. I know what but you mean. Me too. I took the ASVAB when I was in the 10th grade, and I was joking around. I was flirting with the girls behind me. I was having a good time. And I completely fucked the thing, but it was okay. I had two more opportunities to take it. Except for that didn't happen. So I went to the Air Force recruiter, and he looked at my score, and he was like, no, this is good enough. This is good enough. And I'm like, are you sure? This is pretty bad. I can do way better than this. I can do way better than this. And he's like, no, it's great. There's people who have to study to get this high. I'm like, really? Yeah. We talked so, about the last night. Yeah, yeah, wait until you hit the score. Wait until you hit the score. And how this fucks me over later. So... Um, I, I ended up taking his word for it. I joined. I ended up getting the X-ray tech job. Man, I think my general was like, it was probably in its 50s, like closer to 50. Really mm. extremely slow. And everybody around me as an X-ray tech had 98 across the damn board. Mm. Now, there was no way I was going to admit to people what my ass score was. I was so ridiculously low compared to all my peers. But you want to know what's funny? I wasn't at any disadvantage. There it is. I wasn't at any disadvantage. I was just as smart as they were. There you go. Most of the time, I was one of the top. And there certainly wasn't um, people who outworked me. Mm. So so I had, a, I had a lot of fun. And it'll be the same for law school. A test is just a test. You may call that Damn. up later. That's what's up. Wow, yeah, that, that is, that's what's up. Facts. <laughs> hey, and Eric, before we let you go, did you know that that uh, that Chris was a civilian as well now? I didn't. It's a good thing I didn't have to by the hospital. Everybody's getting out of there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. No, I'm, uh, I'm actually pursuing a, a doctorate as well. I'm going for my doctorate of physical therapy. Hey, you know what? I think you'll really love it. And good luck on that journey. It should be a lot of fun. Oh yeah, most definitely. And just like you, already it's not been an easy road. And I and I don't expect it to be because like you said, if it was easy it really wouldn't be worth it. Mm. We can end the show now. Y'all dropped a lot of gems, man. <laughs> Y'all dropped a lot of gems. But look, E-Man, thank you for joining us. Um, I appreciate your time. Go ahead out there and enjoy you a $50 meal, which will comprise of a hamburger and a slice of pizza um, and a drink. Maybe a drink. Uh, well, well, hold up real quick before you go. How, how much is a, will a sweet tea run me if they even have sweet tea out there? I, I haven't looked. Have you got any no, kind of drink out the there? Oh, no, water? just water. So the water about five bucks, what? <laughs> <laughs> now I got a bread of fiddle before I came here. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got a little. <laughs> That's what's up. Oh, Shout man. Shout out to Brett. Shout out to Brett. <laughs> we need, we All right, well, go ahead. 
get some proceeds for that for that shout out. By the way, right. right. <laughs> All right. Well, thank y'all for having me on the show. I'll see y'all later. All right. Most definitely, All right. man. Hey, y'all, quick show this week. I know, I know, quick show. But I just wanted to really check in with Eric real quick and just see, just touch bases with him and see what he had going on. And, man, he has some some really inspirational things to say and sharing his experiences that he's going through in San Francisco. So I thought that that was a great show. No lead, No need to prolong it. Me and Chris did actually talk about some things after we were done talking with Eric, but we went on for a long time. We went on for like two hours. So I just thought that it was too long. So maybe I'll put that out, that conversation between me and Chris. Um, maybe I'll put that out bit by bit moving forward in the future. But I did want to say real quick before you go, um, I've been blessed that California, I don't know exactly where in California. It doesn't show me that anymore. But California, if I'm not mistaken, is my biggest market meaning that I get my most downloads and listens in the state of California. And so that's with me living in Florida and me being from North Carolina and me doing a lot of speaking engagements and gigs in Atlanta. So that that's huge. That means a lot to me. So I wanted to show some gratitude. I wanted to do something back for you all, show my appreciation for you all listening Um, and tuning in each and every week so if you are from california i encourage you to either email me at destroyingdoubt at gmail.com just let me know hey i've been listening to the show um from california you know whatever part you're from and just let me know um or i know i say email a lot on the show and that seems to be like an older form of communication or whatever and nobody really wants to send an email just uh dm me on instagram at this is jay sutton T-H-I-S-J-A-Y-S-U-T-T-O-N on Instagram and, you know, let me know the same thing and you will get some free merchandise. So, again, hit me up at destroyingdoubt at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at this is Jay Sutton and we'll get you some free merchandise. So, I appreciate that. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Jay Sutton, Destroying Doubt Podcast. We are out. Thank you.